Hello, and welcome to the Baba Yaga Project. This week, we're not starting out with a story because we're dealing with some very sensitive topics and information. This episode is going to be discussing, with some level of detail, the Atlantic slave trade, some pretty intense misogyny, and also violence of colonization and the systems that surround it. So if any of that is going to be difficult to listen to, feel free to give this one a skip. If not, let's dive into Witches in the New World. All right, so starting out this week, um, let's introduce ourselves again. I'm Sonia, I'm doing a PhD in medieval history. And I'm Devin, and I have a master's in American history and indigenous studies. And today we are talking about Witches in the New World. But before we dive in, we have some updates on the pod. Yeah, so we've been thinking about how we're running this podcast and its sustainability. Um, Right now, as anyone who's listening knows, uh, the pod often runs well over an hour, which is definitely not enough time to fully dive into all of the nooks and crannies of our topics. But in interest of ease of listening and as the person who does the editing, not going to lie, editing, (laughs) um, we're capping all of the episodes at about 50 minutes. Um, this means that we'll have a lot of bonus information and discussions. That bonus content is going to go on our Patreon. This is great because we can, you know, keep doing the level of research that we're doing and also put that information out there for all of you guys. It also means that that content can get a little more PG-13 because it's going to be um, behind the paywall. Um, we're also restructuring how the Patreon is set up and sort of lowering the entry the entry level. So please, please check it out and you can get some super cool extra content, some of our outtakes, and just cool bonus features. Exactly. We're basically going to be taking some of our tangents, some of our deeper dives over to the Patreon. And that's going to help us keep the main episodes really tight. So... Uh, Devin, this week's all about you because as longtime listeners of the pod know, I don't know anything about things outside of Europe. I'm like, what's going on over there? Who knows? Who knows what's happening in the new world? Not me. (laughs) Um, yeah, so we're bopping over to the quote unquote new world for this is, we're actually going to have another witch episode in January. So this will be part two of our Witches Right Now trilogy. The Witchening. The Witchening. <laughs> um, that's going to focus on sort of the cultures that end up, the cultures and witch beliefs that end up coming together in North America. So we are going to talk a little bit about Europe. We're also going to talk about um, indigenous American witch beliefs and also West African uh, witch beliefs. And then in episode three, we'll get into more sort of where all of this leads as um, the new sort of colonial states emerge in North America. So, okay. So right now we're looking more at how do these beliefs kind of coalesce when you have these people from all kinds of different parts of the world coming together. Yeah, so I'm gonna sort of 
if we're going to review some of the things that you talked about in Europe, just and like get a little bit more specific about which, which, <laughs> about which French <laughs> beliefs are actually brought over from Europe because of who is coming over. And we're also going to talk about, obviously, like what the differences are in conceptions of evil, in conceptions of what is witchcraft, what is magic, how magic works, and who practices it. In between these European beliefs, the indigenous peoples that they encountered in Europe, and then also um, the West African people who were forcibly brought over um, into North America through the transatlantic slave trade. And how the slave trade in Africa and then also in Europe affected ideas of witchcraft. And then later in the next episode, we can talk, just because this is so complicated, in the next episode, then we can talk about how this sort of creates a new and uniquely American, uniquely North American conception of witchcraft. Sounds good. So, okay. So yeah, to start us off again, um, some context for North America, the culture of the area that we now call North America is while we think of it as being predominantly like European Eurocentric, um, it is like sort of this whole new thing that came out of the like late 17th, 18th centuries um, where it really is a, a mingling and cross-pollination of various cultures, um, namely the the European colonists, um, the indigenous people who they encountered, and um, the enslaved Africans. Right. Um, and the the depending on who and how those cultures are interacting sort of changes obviously what comes out of it. So that's why we have radically different cultures sort of in in Canada versus, you know, New England versus the Southeast versus the Southwest, all of these things are are very, very different. And to sort of just like start us off, we can like review what you were talking about with how magic worked for Europeans. Right. Um, and that was a really, really specific idea of witchcraft, right? So it was like very, it was very like concretely placed within the Christian worldview where there is a specific idea of good and specific idea of evil. And that specific idea of evil has to do with the devil and being tempted by the devil and using power from the devil to release evil and bad things into the world. Right. Yeah, pretty much. And there, yeah. (laughs) And so, and there was also this idea that because Europe had been, you know, pretty much Christianized that, they had pushed the devil out of Europe that like he no longer existed there. And he, it would be like, just like sort of sending demons there to like do small works of evil or tempt people or whatever. But the devil himself didn't actually physically reside in Europe anymore. He had been kicked out and he went 
to the Americas. And he straight up lived there. Like, literally, that was his home. This was real thoughts that people had. Oof. <laughs> um, specific- yeah. So it was, like, a whole thing. And, like, where specifically in America he lived varied depending on who you were, right? So the Spanish definitely thought he was in New Spain. And they were like, these indigenous people in New Spain are worshiping, straight up worshiping the devil and have been possessed by the devil and all of this stuff. And then if you go like to the other side of North America, to New France, there were Jesuits there who started off being like, I mean... I guess the devil is definitely in North America, but I don't think he's really up here. And up here, he's just, it's closer to what's going on in Europe where he's like sending demons to like play pranks or whatever. It was like, and that got, as it went on because of various things I'll talk about later, that sort of changed and more and more Jesuit priests started thinking like, oh man, we should actually be worried about this devil. Um, But it didn't start off super like the the french priests weren't super worried about like actually physically encountering the devil in north america yeah i feel like that's that's just not something the jesuits were too concerned about most of the time no it was there was and there's like really clear like structural reasons as to why right these different beliefs existed in the way that they did um but yeah, so to to keep in mind, and like by the time people are really setting up these like true colonies in North America, we're well into getting into the six the seventeenth century, right? So like New France, um, a good portion of northern New Spain, um, and New England, those colonies were all founded in in and around the 1630s. So 17th century, we're solidly 17th century. Right. And by that point in Europe, we'd really gotten to like a lot of Protestants <laughs> running around and saying things like there is no kind of magic that is okay. So that's when we really get to the like there is no white magic, you can't like heal people with spells at all cuz that's evil. All of that type of magic is straight back. Right. Especially for the Puritans coming to New England. Yeah, and I just want to also jump in and say, like, for people who are maybe not as familiar with this, like, Puritan is basically, like, take the Protestant beliefs of the, like, 16th, 17th century and just dial them up to a thousand. Like... Yeah. Take it so, to its absolute extreme. Like, they are what we would think of as, like, super-duper fundamentalist. Like... Yeah, so we're, I'm going to talk a lot more. I'm going to talk more about Catholics in the New World in this episode. Yeah. But in January, I'm going to sort of touch on, like, Salem and a few other things that happened with the Puritans. And the Puritans really come from the Calvinist movement in Europe, where it was Protestant... And, like, then some. So it wasn't just that, you know, you could be saved through faith alone and that individual people should be able to read the Bible in their native language. It was also that 
God, there's the predestination, yeah. essentially, was what it was. So God had already chosen who was saved and who would go to hell. And there was nothing really you could do about it. But you were expected to act as though you were yes. saved. Um, so you couldn't do anything and, like, then just hope that you were. But also, like, be sort of convinced in your soul that you were evil and there was nothing you could do about it. And all you could do was sort of, like... <sighs> hope that like i don't know it's really like kind of nihilistic and strange but, yeah it's it's this idea of like all people are these like inherently bad actors yeah and especially like ch- especially like children because they haven't sort of been trained to be good yet they're like more susceptible to like being possessed by demons women especially are more susceptible because they're like thought to be weak-minded there's all of this stuff that's going on there and some of those things are also true in like catholic ideas particularly oh, the absolutely but, like- i just want to <laughs> you know jump in with that just being like we also have to talk about the like like when we're talking about puritanism specifically it gets like real extreme yes yes and like obviously these cultures and religious communities develop into something like new and like the the roots of these organizations still exist in modern congregations across North America but all in all like those communities in New England are way more chill now yes (laughs) very much so (laughs) you're like allowed to wear normal clothes and like you know you don't have to denounce your neighbors (laughs) yeah dancing is okay you can listen to music you can eat things with sugar in them you know it's like yeah it, it's fine it's, <laughs> it's a lot more chill but yeah so just for context when we're coming back again there was like the high magic and white magic which were you know high magic alchemy divination reading the stars all that sort of stuff white magic was things that was like used to heal and you know using plants to help people or whatever you know those like sort of benign things that were either connected to older pagan ideas and or the idea that like you could by saying special prayers with special plants like god would bless the plants and help you heal someone it was that kind of thing versus dark magic which was you know you made a pact with the devil or had sex with the devil and he gave you powers to like curse your neighbors or curse a field or curse a cow or whatever that's sort of like what's going on in um europe it's also the people who are most likely to be thought of as witches are people on the margins of the society that don't have a path to power through any other means, right? right? So we're looking at women, very poor people, um, travelers. So like the Roma or Irish traveler populations, like those were the the witch populations, right. or the people who are most likely to be accused of witchcraft, um, particularly older women who like didn't seem to have it have a use in society anymore if you will um they're not like producing children their husbands would have passed um and if their children weren't around to like support them um and they were seen as like sort of a drain on society they were considered like evil and anything they did was often conceived of as as witches yeah as being witchcraft sorry so that's sort of what's going on in europe 
And that's sort of what people are bringing over to the new world. In Africa, particularly Western Africa, and this is not my specialty at all. This is coming from a book about witch belief. In the areas where people would have been encountering the slave trade or being taken as slaves, you know, violently human trafficked, to be clear, the ideas around witchcraft were very different. The main, now, the, the, the foundational idea that magic or supernatural powers can cause sickness and death and could be pure, cured by spirits or supernatural agents was like a significant part of what Europeans dubbed their witch beliefs. Um, but witchcraft was like the sort of traditional, like more traditional ideas in Europe. Um, witchcraft was part of like a larger collection of powers that you could access through the spirit world. So divining, conjuring, healing, restoring harmony to a community or a particular individual or to right. punish people. Um, and it's sort of based on how the community is viewing that as to whether or not like those things that could be seen as bad were actually bad. So like, are you punishing are you specifically punishing someone who specifically wronged you? Or is the community priest punishing someone on right. the community? Right? There's things like that. Um, so, like, a lot of things that Europeans wrote about as being witchcraft wouldn't have had that, like, in translation, wouldn't have had that connotation right. in that culture. Right? The, you know, healing rituals... Um, there was a lot in the way that you access the spirit world, what came to be known as fetishes, uh, which is from a Portuguese word that I cannot pronounce because I don't know Portuguese at all, um, but I guess sounds somewhat like fetish, um, which talks about like the sort of talismans um, that would be used in rituals and ceremonies. Um, you know, these like either figures of someone or a bobble of some sort that would contain like a stone or a feather or something that would represent the task that needed to be accomplished through that ritual. Um, Those aren't necessarily like, you know, akin to like the maleficia that Europeans were like seeking out in witchcraft. Um, But there was like using those rituals for, greed or personal gain or to attack particular individuals was seen as bad um mostly like witches were greedy people they were trying to harness power from the other world to achieve their goals so more likely when um the peoples of africa were of west africa were looking for a witch, it was going to be someone who had power that they didn't think was justified or was using that power in a way that they right. didn't feel was justified. So it was like more people at the center of a like community, you know, someone with power right. would be a witch. Um, and obviously like, so Catholic priests, who were is where we get a lot of this information because they're writing things down, like misinterpreted a lot of this. Yeah, um, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, and 
and and really appropriated a lot of the rituals to as a way to explain Christianity, which sort of convolutes some of our understanding of these practices. But something that really, really we can mark a structural change in how witchcraft was viewed in West Africa and in the communities that were then transported um, is the slave trade. And what happens there is, I mean, massive numbers of people are being forcibly taken and like sold to these white Europeans and taken far, far away where they're never going to be seen again. Um, so there's a pretty like obvious then result that the slavers are seen as being witches. Right. They're seen as being particularly evil witches who feast on human souls. So fair. It, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, it's and so there's this there there is this talk of. There is a lot of talk of the slavers being cannibals. And this wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yes. <laughs> but yeah. this wasn't like a allegorical idea, right? It wasn't like, you know, the way that we yeah, would say, no, like, no. oh, they're cannibalizing but, I mean, these people's labor or whatever, like living off of it. No, it's like they were literally taking them away to which, I mean, these people. I'm just, then, like, I just want to interject and say that's pretty reasonable, honestly. Like, if, if someone's just showing up and taking away members of your community yeah. forever, yeah, I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to think is happening. Like... Yeah, and so there's this supposition among historians that the slave trade really brought to West Africa the idea of, like, purely evil magic. That there were people who, one, were cannibals, and two, were, like, just straight-up evil. Because before it had been, you know, magic and all of its uses and results were sort of like part of this spectrum of like how you would judge whether or not it was like witchcraft or bad based on like the specific results or how that person's intentions had changed whether or not they had become corrupted and whether or not they had created a structure of power that was like really negative you know a la le police department (laughs) right (laughs) that sort of idea versus like this person is just straight up evil and there's like they have made a pact with a demon that is straight up evil and they're using just evil magic so the slavers were seen sort of just as being like one super powerful but also two just straight evil and like the people who worked with them were being corrupted by their evilness and this idea of like maleficia. But yeah, again, I think that's a pretty reasonable response to what was going on. You know, yeah, these people are straight up evil. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so that one changes in Africa and then two is obviously part of the experience of the people who are transported yes. to North America and then 
like forced into slavery if they survived. So there's that yeah is going on. And because of the time frame that we're going to talk about, I wanted to like really lay that out there, but we're probably not going to delve super into um Africans in North America this time because I'm focusing more on New Spain, right. France, Catholic areas before we really get into the whole debacle that is like what becomes right. the United States. <laughs> yeah. But to get to uh, indigenous beliefs, this is uh, the part that's really, really complicated. Because of who was encountering um, indigenous North Americans the right. most, I guess you could say, Um had their own motives and already like preconceived demonologies and a significant lack of desire to learn about indigenous beliefs, it's really hard to reconstruct any sort of pre-contact ideas about witchcraft and the world among right in, in like indigenous Americans. This is because the the people who were in the most contact with it early in colonization uh, were Catholic priests, particularly in New France, um, which unlike the you know Puritan settlements, New France was particularly sparsely populated as a colony, and was populated by there were proportionately a lot of priests. And the priests initially were the ones who were coming over, and they were coming over with the expressed interest of converting people as a way of, like, building alliances to support right. the colony. So they, like, really, really wanted to convert everyone. And then, of course, there's New Spain, which was just bananas. <laughs> um, so that's, like, the conquistadors and that whole fiasco um, where they're encountering... So it's it's Catholic priests from Spain where there wasn't, like, a huge issue of, like, Spain was not a hotbed for witchcraft. No. You know, they had, the Inquis- they had the Inquisition, but that was something very different. It wasn't, like, witch hunts in the way that we talk about in yeah. other parts of Europe. But when these priests come over to North America, one, they already had the idea that, like, that's where Satan lives. But to their, they're encountering the most, like, as we would understand it in terms, in, like, European terms of religions. This is the, the religions that, in hierarchical structure, most resemble, you know, something that would make sense to yes. Catholics as sort of a perversion of true religion, right? It's a hierarchical structure, theocratic, like functionally a state, obviously like the conception of the state in terms of like a European nation state didn't exist, but they had like a king structures of rule that was among like vast numbers of people. These are the Maya and Aztec empires. They're huge. They're, incredibly complicated ideas for religion and rule and 
the gods and how they interact with each other and how they interact with people. No, and there there are um, like writings from the time um, of people. This is me jumping in with my like little bit of knowledge, just yeah. with like um, you know, writing back to back to Spain or back um, you know, back home and saying, you know, like the people here have the basic structure of religion, right? They just don't have the right God, you know, mm-hmm. like they have virginal yeah. nuns, they have like priests, yeah. they have ceremonies. We, we just need to tweak this a little, you know, they're, they they can be saved because we can just like, we just need to get them on board with the right God and they've got the structure already. So it's, you know, it is interesting that they yeah. are, you know, kind of seeing this as sort of a, like, almost Catholic situation. Yeah, so it's it's really kind of interesting, the disparity between um, New Spain and sort of the rest of North America, especially because New Spain had these, you know, massive empires, Maya, right. Aztec, the, like... Navajo structures, the Pueblos, all of these kind of areas are, like, in terms of North America, densely populated, very hierarchical, like, have a lot going on. And then if you get up to, you know, the Northeast, where New France and eventually New England are set up, these are also, like, massive nations with complex histories, obviously, and, you know, structures of warfare and they have a structured religion, but it doesn't, the communities don't mirror yes. states the way that the empires of the South, you know, you could comp- easily compare the Maya Empire to a, a European state in a way that you can't compare, like, the Iroquois right. and Algonquin nations with a European state. They And the religions are vastly, vastly different. So it's still complex theology, but much more of like sort of direct communion with deities and the spirituality of like the spirit that moves through people, these kind of ideas. And also, you know, in the basic structure of the community, it's not as hierarchical. Right. Um, and the compulsion of the state like doesn't exist yeah and i also just want to jump in again and just say like we are not trying to like we are trying to present this as you know these are all valid and this is a neutral assessment this is not saying like you know we're not trying to come at this as like well these people were more developed than the others because no having a hierarchical state does not make you better like to be clear that does not make you better in many ways it's a disadvantage to like normal people yes um so yeah we just wanted to be clear that that is not passing like negative judgments on communities that choose not to have that strict hierarchy in our in our other episodes where i've talked a lot about um indigenous communities i've always done a sort of like language disclaimer i didn't on this one because i've done it so many times but again like the issue of talking about indigenous communities and their relationship with europeans is that i have to do it in english or french because those are the languages that i know (laughs) and language is created to explain the concepts that exist within the the direct world that that language interacts with 
which for English and French are European nation states. Yes. Those concepts did not exist even in the hierarchical societies of what becomes New Spain um, and certainly didn't exist in other parts of North America. They are the closest words that we can use to describe those thing the the structures that did exist um and again talking about like the compulsory power of a community the like hierarchical structure of a religion any of these things it's just for information not to like give any sort of you know like value judgment yeah, value judgment to it, uh, because like th- that's not something that e- anyone is capable of doing. Um, these were all valid societies. I will, I mean, <sighs> slavery was bad. Yeah, that's not and, valid, but, you know, otherwise, uh, yeah. Violent colonialism is generally bad, but again, in this period, especially in like certain parts of it, these are complicated things, and... It's, it's all very, this isn't, there's no value judgment here. I'm just saying that in, in the, the South where you have the Maya and Aztec, there is, there are structures of society that more closely resemble, um, you know, a European nation state in the Northeast, Southeast of like you know, what is now the U.S., um, where you have the Algonquin and Iroquoian communities. It's much more uh, community-based, uh, indiv- like, individual communion with deities, you know, these kinds of things. Like, obviously, all of these communions and stuff are happening through ritual, but it's not necessarily always done by a priest. Right. An individual might carry out the ritual themselves without anyone else or with, you know, community that is all gathered on the same sort of level. Obviously there are like hierarchies, but the compulsive nature of those hierarchies, the way that like one, the person above you can command the person like below you might not right. exist. It might just be like in terms of how you speak to that person or respect or how much weight is given to their counsel. Right. Might differ based on, you know, where they are in a hierarchy, which that kind of hierarchy exists in all human interaction it just is how people exist um but so for indigenous people the again the idea of specifically evil works maleficia didn't exist anywhere in north america the spanish got really confused by this um because there is a term that again i can't pronounce because the languages of what becomes New Spain are transliterated very strangely. <laughs> to me, they look very strange. An English speaker, I think it's hard for me to say them. So I'm not going to, but there's a word that um, means essentially angel or is translated mm-hmm. as angel by the Spanish. But it's, it's a word that would encompass what the Spanish believed of to be an angel and to be a demon. So like that those beings could be good or could be evil. Everything was like 
connected in that, you know, part right. it was complementary um, and not gender specific. In Iroquois, the evidence is that there might actually have been like um, a tendency to lean towards men being seen as witches. Um, and this comes from part of their origin story where there's a, a male witch, essentially, or like there's a guy who uses, you know, supernatural or spiritual powers to try and take down Hiawatha right. until Hiawatha, like, converts him into being a good person and, like, setting up the First Nation. Um, and, like, there's also their willingness to believe that, like, Jesuits were witches and obviously all of the Jesuits in New France were men because that's how priests work. Okay, so, yeah, essentially what's going on in these indigenous ideas of, like, witchcraft um, is similar, more similar to what we have going on in Africa, where there's a complementary good and evil um, that can change within one person, within one action, these kinds of things. It's a little less, like, structurally based, um, right. My obviously my understanding is more in the northeast than in the Maya and uh, like Aztec New Spain areas of this, just because I don't do anything having to do with Mexico generally. Um, so there, it might be a little more complicated there, where there is more like ideas of like a structured community, but for the most part across North America. There, there are individuals, depending on like how they are using spiritual power, can, they can be considered witches. You know that they have been, they have caused disease or destruction in some form, and like that is what you know makes it evil or makes them witches. That like they're willing to hurt so many people to get what they want. Um, right. so essentially, right, it's that, like, you can use spirits with, like, natural remedies to cure misfortune or sickness, um, and when, like, you couldn't do that, it was because it was caused by witchcraft. Um, so especially for the Northeast, when, like, French, uh, colonists come over, specifically, you know, it, the, the priests come first so like with Champlain and the Jesuits who came later when he like set up a like actual colony um the the interpretations of the virgin soil epidemics that happen among the Algonquin and the Iroquois are very different depending on if you're a European or an indigenous person so Europeans who were like yeah we want to come in here and take all this land were like all of these people who won't convert are dying and that is a sign from God that he is clearing this beautiful land for us. So that's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, I really, really hate that. That is Yeah. And then there Ugh. <laughs> and then of course there's the indigenous side of this that is um either that they are being punished for some reason or that 
uh, the priest and Champlain himself, in some cases, were witches who were killing people in order to take their land, right? So they were like, you <laughs> you sent these diseases to, like, wipe us out. Our healers don't know what this evil magic is, and so they cannot heal us. This is what's going on. And so also because of that, like, both sides were able to use the ideas of religion to either resist conversion or to get people to convert. So the priests showed up and they were like, we know what these diseases are. Right. We can heal you if you become a Christian. Like, we will wash away your sins and that will wash away the disease. Right. And some people were like, dope, let's do it. Uh, when it didn't end up working, right, a lot of times, that created, like, a huge backlash against the priests. And people would like get sick and then take back their conversion and be like no you said i wouldn't get sick if i was a christian i didn't even want to be a christian your christ can suck it you know hiawatha forever i mean you know fair don't make promises you can't keep yeah, and then and then especially if it was like an elder who did that, there's a story of an Algonquin woman for whom this happened and she like had gotten sick and was like the priests were trying to get her to go through the last rites and she was like, I didn't even want to convert in the first place. Go away. She refused to speak to them in French. She like wouldn't let them into her home and she got all all of her children to recant their conversions as well. Ooh. Um and like these these kind of people when it when it's a respected elder f- to whom this happens they tend to then you know be able to convince more and more people to be like no don't trust these losers they're just here casting spells on us and we should kill them all as witches um particularly the iroquois were the most likely to have what we would recognize as like a witch hunt right um, right, they would, if someone was accused of witchcraft, they would actively seek them out. And if the community found that they had committed what was understood as witchcraft, they would be executed. Um, and the Iroquois and Algonquin peoples practiced ritualized torture. So it was not often like a chill, easy death. It, yeah, there was a lot of torturing going on. Um, so that, along with, like, capturing slaves and prisoners of war and ritually torturing those peoples, um, the Algonquin and Iroquois would ritually torture people accused of witchcraft. Right. Or that were witches. Um, in Spain, this... In New Spain, sorry. Well, not in Spain. <laughs> Nobody was doing this in Spain. Um, In New Spain, what becomes New Spain, uh, this sort of works out a little differently. So the Europeans had very specific ideas about Satan and even his, like, personality. And his, like, worst traits, especially among the Spanish Catholics, was his pride and his obstinacy. Um, you know, everyone's always quoting John Milton, where it's like, he would rather rule in hell than serve in heaven of Satan, right? That kind of deal. So it was like, those were his worst qualities. And those were the qualities that you wanted to exhibit the least 
as a Christian. Yes. Pride um, cometh before the fall. Before the fall. <laughs> yes. So like you the in in Spain, when people were accused of witchcraft, it mostly had to do with using maleficia to like act outside of what is seen as like good Christian life. You mm-hmm. know, love spells or corrupting someone sexually or you know, creating disease so that, you know, your husband will stop sleeping with a neighbor or whatever. It was, like, things like that, right? So it had to do with, like, personal corruption and personal pride um, and personal resistance. In, In New Spain, because the Spanish were able to see reflections what they saw as reflections of catholicism in the ritualized life of the indigenous people there like sonia said there were women who would live for a year in you know like cloistered communities um where they were celibate like they could see you know what looked like nuns and sisters to them there were priests and temples and fasting and sacrifice and all of these things that were going on that they were like wow this looks like catholicism but isn't and there's this idea right with the black sabbath that that the devil particularly wanted to teach people corrupted versions of christianity as a way to be like fuck off jesus um and so that becomes like a really big problem when indigenous people start resisting conquest, right? When, right. Uh, as they move through New Spain, right, there there are like people who are like, well, if we join up with these guys, we can use them to like for to further our own political ends and take over this other city state and like whatever. Um, of course, that ends up like backfiring when they like, you know use the indigenous people to take the other city state and then just enslave all of them. And they're like, well, shit. Um, <laughs> as they're moving further north, there's more and more like structured resistance and people using religion as a way of spreading the resistance. And that is seen as straight up witchcraft because they're being obstinate and prideful in their ways. And that clearly it is a mimic and a jest of Christianity. And um, particularly when it was like female resistance leaders, that was super not okay. And so it becomes in new Spain, not just personal pride and obstinacy, but resistance to the secular state. Yes. So just like basic Spanish rule, that would be seen as witchcraft. And there were plenty of people who were killed for trying to protect their people from colonization were killed as witches. Um, And that's something that doesn't happen in New France. Um, The Jesuits actually aren't recorded as killing anyone or holding a trial even for anyone that was accused of witchcraft. But there also wasn't the like structured resistance to the French. Um, the French could not have, they were such small numbers um, and in such a very difficult place to live that they needed 
indigenous people. They were not like running around killing indigenous people. Um, they sided with certain communities against other communities for alliance purposes. Um, so the French were mostly allied with the Iroquois, um, not Algonquin peoples. So like those conflicts, you know, it gets more complicated, but the French couldn't just come in and like conquer people and take over, um, because they would have died. They needed uh, indigenous traders, they needed indigenous farming, they needed to be able to trade for food and sustenance and things to send back to France so that France would keep sending them money to, you know, exist there. So there wasn't, like, structured resistance to them, so they didn't develop that sort of idea. And there wasn't the, like, easily comparable religious right. traditions. So they didn't see like the devil around every corner um, and they were Jesuits. So the, this thing that's going on, what's happening in France, right? France has quite a few witch trials at this time, not as much as like Germany or England, but they, they do have their fair share of, of, you know, killing witches. But what's going on there is a little different one because they're Catholic and the way that the parish priest system was sort of set up in France, they, the, priests weren't particularly educated and they would often say that they had magic, you know, gifted from God, this sort of like white magic and as a way to maintain their status within the community because a lot of times people would just eventually be like, dude, you don't know any more about the Bible than I do. Like, whatever. Um, because they weren't like particularly educated, couldn't read very well, all of these things. But that often like backfired and people would just be like that priest is a witch and there were a lot of priests that were accused of being witches and were eventually killed for being witches in uh in france in new france this is different because they're jesuits so they're highly educated um yes yes <laughs> jesuits all about that education and they have the idea that these the indigenous people are like they have this other religion and this other religion is clearly worshiping the devil, but they're not super influenced by the devil. And it's, it's not their fault. It's that they haven't been exposed to Christ yet. They haven't been taught properly. And though that like, they're not inherently evil. They're not like purposefully practicing maleficia. You can educate it out of them essentially. And so there's not this like fear yes. of, the devil is going to come kill all of the Spaniards and take back this land. You know, it's just sort of like, meh, we just need to teach these people about the true religion. Some of this ends up sort of changing for some of the priests, but also the like French society that gets set up there doesn't really like lend itself well to like what happens in new england right so right. the the french are from all over france which is an incredibly fractured state culturally at this time you know the unified like french culture french language even doesn't really come into being until the 1890s when they set up a school system most people didn't even speak f true french in france so the people coming to quebec sort of mash together variations of French with what little of Parisian French, like true French French, like what becomes the sort of state language of France. 
um, they sort of mash it together with what parts of the Parisian French that they know and what the priests are teaching. Um, And that sort of becomes, you know, the French that's now spoken in Quebec. Uh, But the, the culture obviously is super different depending on what region you're coming from. So there wasn't a whole lot of time for people to create a unified idea of what witchcraft was so that they could be like, you know, spying on their neighbors and being like, oh, Anne Claire, she's a witch. You know? Yeah, no. Not, and the and the population was so heavily male dominated. Um, right. You know, we haven't gotten to the part the time of the Fille de Roy. So like <laughs> I just enjoy that. The <laughs> Fille de Roy. Yeah. So the Fille de Roy haven't come yet. Uh it's what few women are there you know they have a bunch of kids to take care of them when they're old like that they're not just like the one lonely widow doing her like creepy shit on the edge of the village like (laughs) you know it's just not there yet so there was one woman um who was killed because she was possessed by demons and apparently the exorcisms didn't work but that's it in Quebec, most of the witches who are killed are killed by the Iroquois in Iroquois like ri- witch practice, like ritual murder, essentially. Right. Um, and a lot of them are priests. And I can get, and specifically like the Seneca within the Iroquois Confederation. They were particularly like up in arms about witches Um, right and because they also had the idea that like witches would be people trying to seek power and like often gain power you know not necessarily those on the fringes of society in indigenous cultures it was you know closer to like what we talked about in africa where it was like people who had power right and were enacting it unjustly on other people were witches um it's often like the jesuits who are accused of being witches um and like other people in power and because of the sort of structural state rules that start happening as the colonial states really develop as canada quebec and um the American states, the U.S. states start developing, the witch hunts are able to last quite a bit longer in the New World than in Europe, um, well into the 19th century. So it's the 1800s, like, I mean, like, well into it. Um, right. And especially in the indigenous nations. So I'm going to, in our next episode, this is already you know, hitting our 50 minute mark, but you need all this context for when I go into like more specific witch hunts and how this comes out and like the things that we really know well, like Salem, um, in our next episode. Uh, so this is context for how witch hunts come about. Well, on that cheery note, (laughs) I think it's time to end this episode. <laughs> Do you have any questions, Anya? You know, I think right now I'm just still processing a lot of this, but we can keep talking about this in our bonus content that will be on Patreon. Uh, remember to sign up for that. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And thanks for tuning in. Yep. 
uh, be safe and do good work. Bye bye. Don't, don't burn a witch. <laughs> <laughs> sights to see And when I look in my window So many different people to be That it's strange So strange You got to pick up every stick Must be the season of the wind